0: Save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. It is no secret that my top manifesting hack is my daily use of subliminal audios. I mean, mostly because I'm lazy and I get to manifest in my sleep. What a goddamn dream! Who wouldn't love it? Hello and welcome back to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. How are you guys? Have you had a good week? How was your bonfire night? I made the mistake of mentioning bonfire night to my friend that lives in America. And he was like, sorry, what now? Do you have an entire night dedicated to fireworks? And I was like, yeah, sure. Don't you? Otherwise, what are fireworks for? And then I was explaining about why we have it because some guy tried to like blow up parliament with a load of fucking dynamite and now we celebrate by just blowing shit up and burning an effigy on a bonfire like is that weird if you're American does this sound weird to you because it's truly what we do every 5th of November (laughs) um I went to two firework parties and they were both glorious and children were not terrified whatsoever. It's like they've grown up in a war zone and they were not scared at all by the bangs or anything. So shout out to them. Um But it did also like, oh, I don't know why, like not to get all deep or anything, but whenever I hear fireworks, because it's sometimes fucking terrifying, like somebody in my village was letting off fireworks very close to my house at about one in the morning and I was not appreciative of it okay if you have got three young children sleeping and you start to hear fucking loud banging at 1am you better come and get these kids back to sleep because I'm not doing it okay anyway it did make me think about how like it was so loud outside my windows it's almost like quite terrifying think fucking hell that sounds like it's gonna bomb my house and it always kind of makes me think about countries where there are women my age looking after children my daughter's ages and how loud and terrifying those bangs are I know they're just fireworks I know no one's coming to bomb me but how terrifying that must be to live somewhere where you don't know if your fucking gaff's going to get bombed any any minute how do you carry on and look after your children and give them a fun loving environment to live in like how the fuck do you do it Oh, anyway, I'm probably thinking about this still because, oh, I finished Made on Netflix. If you are on my Patreon, Francesca's Book Club Bitches, you will know that I have been absolutely obsessed with the TV show Made that has been huge on Netflix. Have you watched it? Have you watched it? Have you watched it? If you haven't, please, please do. It is probably one of the most amazing things I've ever seen because it really tackles domestic violence and abusive relationships in such a a real way. So it would have been so easy for Hollywood to have just been like, right, we need a guy that's an obvious baddie who's going to fuck this girl up and beat her around the bush. But they don't. This is all about coercive control and emotional abuse. And actually the, the main, like the lead in the TV show, she doesn't actually even know that she's a victim of abuse because like she says, it's not physical. He's never hit me. So she didn't know that she was even a victim of this, controlling coercive abusive behavior and that's so much less exciting to show on tv isn't it it's so much less dramatic it was so repetitive and drawn out and long and in a little bit of a way boring you got so sick of some of the cycles that they went through her and her mother but that is the true reality of those situations if you've had a friend that's been in a relationship like that There's no dramatic exit after the first time it happens. They keep going back. They keep going back. They keep saying they want to leave. They keep saying they want to leave. It's just a long, unsexy cycle. And I think that the TV show Made really showed it for what it truly is. And please, if you haven't watched it, please go and watch it. I fucking love it. Um, I don't love it enough to watch it again because it was quite depressing, but I did love it. And I do think it's important for people to watch because some people might not realize that they're in that situation. Anyway, today I want to talk about the difference between self care and self indulgence. Now, self care is everywhere. Like we see it all over social media how important it is to have self care Sunday, hashtag self care. We all know it's important. But Could it be that you are actually self-sabotaging or you are self-indulging and you're calling it self-care? So self-care is an intentional action to nourish your physical, mental, emotional, whatever it might be, well-being, both in the short term and in the long term. So it's an act of care for yourself. And the way that i Look at it like most for myself, especially since doing the research on this, because I definitely have been doing a lot of self indulging, calling it fucking self care. So, the way that I really picture it in my mind is self care is if I was my fourth child. So, I do sometimes imagine myself this is weird, but I do imagine myself as my fourth daughter, and I think, well, if I won't let the other three eat loads of sugar and I won't let the other three stay up really late at night because I know they'll be grumpy the next day. If I won't let the other three uh, not wash their hair, do you know what I mean? Whatever it might be, why would I allow myself that? Why would I allow myself that? Because you have to love yourself as much as you love your children. And I know for a lot of mothers, that's really, really difficult. And if you find that really difficult, a way to look at it is without you, your children have shit. Like they have they have nothing. Well, not nothing, but you are their caregiver. You are their provider. So if you can't do it because you love yourself, do it because you love your children and because you need to be the best version of you to be the best mother so that they can be the best versions of themselves, themselves, their selves. You know what I mean? So on the other hand, self-indulgence is often a spontaneous action. We take it because we feel bad in the moment or we're feeling procrastinating or we're feeling just a bit downtrodden, whatever. And it's motivated by an emotional decision and it negatively affects your future self. So an example of this could be, oh God, I've had such a shit day. I'm just going to drink a bottle of wine after work or I'm going to eat this entire family sized bar of Galaxy or I'm just going to binge watch eight hours of Netflix a night. So we do excuse a lot in the name of self-care. Mostly, I mean, I'm speaking from personal experience here, binge eating and scrolling on your phone and binge watching TV shows. It could also be cancelling plans when we really need more human connection. But rather than it being self-care, which is what we call it to like make an excuse for it, it's more like avoidance, sabotage or immediate gratification, so what really is self-care? It's more than just getting your nails done or having a bubble bath. And it might not always be easy. Like I said, it's like somebody is mothering you. That's what I feel like self, self-care self is like, is I have to mother myself. As if three fucking children and a cat was not enough, I have to mother myself as well. So it could be committing to a workout schedule or committing to a diet plan. Like for me, my diet is all over the show at the moment. Do you know what? It's all about habits, isn't it? It It's all about habits. And I got into such a great thing with HelloFresh before I had my house done. Bo and I would eat that three nights a week. We were eating so fresh. We were eating so varied. I loved it. And then when I moved out to my mum's to have my kitchen done, I cancelled it because I was in someone else's kitchen. It it just wasn't really working out. And I was like, oh, as soon as I get home, I'll start it again. Of course, when I got home, I didn't. And I kind of just forgot about it. And we have really fallen back into a bad thing of like, I'll cook things for the children and I just won't really have anything myself. Like I'll miss whole meals. <laughs> I'm breastfeeding two children. Like it's just ridiculous. And so... It could be committing to just making a small change to your diet. So like, for example, for me, my diet is atrocious at the moment, but I do make sure that every morning I have fruit and I have porridge because that's what the girls have. So if I'm making a batch of porridge, it's really easy for me to just have it as well. I cut up fruit for them. It's easy for me to just have it as well. And so that is an act of self-care. Now, that's not a Instagram-worthy bubble bath with a bath bomb with an eye mask on but to be honest with you that is a lot more doing a lot more for my self care than a fucking bubble bath another thing that could be a great example of self care is going to therapy on a regular like making a commitment to go to therapy on a regular basis or going to the gym on a regular basis or saying i am going to walk every single day like i'm going to walk to school or i'm going to walk to work or whatever it might be Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please click the link in the show notes. So there are five types of self-care. There's physical self-care, which is like, I'm going to go to the salon and get my hair done. I'm going to go and get whatever, like something physical on your body. And you know what? I went to an aesthetics guy the other day. If you are following me on Instagram, it feels like 500 million people have messaged me saying, are you using a filter? Or have you had your like face done? And I'm like, yeah, that filter is my face. Um, I went to this guy. Oh my God. I went to go and have Profilo because I'm breastfeeding. So I can't have Botox and I've aged about 300 years since having twins. And so I was like, do you know what? I need a little bit of a pick me up. I have never felt so like run ragged in my life and I really feel like I need to do something for me and I really had some blockages about it like I did it during the girls nursery time which is traditionally like that's my work time and yet I found myself driving to this appointment thinking this is such a like waste of my time like I shouldn't be doing this for myself I should be working I should be working and I was even trying to listen to like self-improvement podcasts on the way there to like try and make sense of the time and try and make use of the time and justify why I was doing it and that was a real blockage for me to overcome to just be able to do something for myself anyway I get there this guy's amazing he ends up doing the profilo he's like let's do lip fillers as well I'm like let's fucking do it it changes my goddamn life. Okay. I I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. And you know what? My energy in the last week has been so much better. I've ended up doing things that I've been putting off for ages, maybe subconsciously. Like I should have been learning to do reels. Everyone keeps telling me I need to do reels. I need to do TikTok. And actually just having this aesthetics guy, like do some shit to my face. I was like, Wow should be doing some more like it just it got me motivated to like do things that have been on my to-do list for my business for ages so doing that little act of self-care did such wonders for actually the rest of my life for like getting closer to reaching my goals and doing things in my business and all that kind of stuff anyway the next uh type of uh self-care is emotional so this could be spending time with people that you love people that really make you feel nourished and feel comfortable Um, It could be allowing yourself to have a down day. So I sometimes have this where I wake up and I'm in an absolutely terrible mood. Maybe something bad has happened, maybe something outside of my control. And I know event plus response equals outcome. I get that. But sometimes we all have a fucking down day. We all have a bad day. And what I do sometimes I just allow myself it. I think, do you know what? Nothing. I'm I'm not going to get myself out of it today. I'm not Using my energy to get me out of this, I'm gonna have a down day, I'm gonna binge watch whatever I want, but I tell you what, it stops tomorrow. And so, allowing yourself to have that bit of space to feel the feelings and have a down day that is emotional self care. The next one is probably the least used one and probably the most needed, which is psychological self care, which is like saying no to extra responsibilities. I think I was saying recently about how I take on a lot of the responsibility with my daughter. And the one thing I passed on to my ex-husband, when I had my two other children, I said to him, Look, you, you're gonna have to take something on. I said, Can you order the school meals? Okay, cool. He forgot. And then he said, You should have reminded me. And I'm like, No, no, my friend. That in itself is a job, and I am not taking on that mother load. That is your good that is your job. And you know what? Since I set that boundary, he doesn't forget. He orders the school meals. It's what he does. And you know, just recently I said to him, can I delegate to you um, eye appointments? An optician's appointment for me to go with two young babies is going to be hellish. Like, can I just delegate that to you? So of course, yeah, your girl's got to check up and make sure it's happened. But it's just about saying no, setting boundaries, maybe alleviating yourself of some things that are not 100% your responsibility. The next one is spiritual. So this could be like meditation, getting out in nature and finally professional. So if you are working in any capacity, you can have professional self-care and that is like setting boundaries with your colleagues or with your boss. It could be setting boundaries with yourself if you're self-employed. I mean, God knows I do not set any boundaries with my goddamn self. I will work myself ragged late into the night without any apology. And that's something I need to work on. I'm very, very aware of that. It could be decorating. In your workspace so that it is like an uh, uplifting, motivating environment for you. So how do you determine whether what you are doing is self-care or sabotage? A question to ask yourself is, will this help me to get closer to my goals or not? So if what you're doing is not going to help you get closer to your goals, then it is uh, probably self-sabotage or self-indulgence. Now, you might be thinking, but Fran, it's not all about reaching your goals, man. What if I just need a little bit of me time? Well, that's fine. But actually, what was the book we read? Working Hard, Hardly Working by Grace Beverly. She says about how downtime and self-care and doing things for yourself are actually an integral part of achieving your goals. Because if you don't have that, if you don't have that time to do things that you enjoy, if you don't take the time to travel, see your friends, have a night off, have a day out, do different things, you will have burnout and you will have nothing to give to your business and to your goals. So actually, by having productive, um, proper self-care rituals, it will actually work you towards your future goals. And when I say future goals, please don't think just monetary or like to do with your work. You know, some of my most important goals are for my health and my happiness. So is something I'm doing contributing towards my future health and happiness? If it's taking a walk and deciding to go out for a walk in nature without my phone, 100% yes, it is. If it's sitting scrolling on my phone for four hours in an evening for the third night in a row, no, it is not. And the next question to ask yourself is, has this active activity made me any happier? So sometimes something can give us an instant gratification like scrolling on your phone. But at the end of it, do you feel any happier? I know personally, I feel shitty after I've done that, like super, super shitty. And it just has been something that I'll get into these little cycles of when I just waste time. I just waste time. And it's called like mum revenge, isn't it? Is it where you have no control or no autonomy over your day? So like where your day is governed by little people You feel like you want to reclaim some of your life back. So when they're in bed, you like stay up super late. You just mindlessly scroll your phone. And I find myself sometimes I look up and I think, God, I've just sat here wasting time for like two hours. And now really it's too late to either get on with some productive work. Or to have had a really relaxing night off where I put my phone away, I put my laptop away, I don't look at work stuff and I just really indulge in something on TV, which would have been a better form of self-care. So I am very aware that I do that and that's something that I can think, no, I can't sit there and say, oh, but it was self-care, Fran, that you were just scrolling and you just needed to switch off. Nah, it don't work like that. So, what are some of the best examples of self care that we can give ourselves? So, number one, establishing and following a routine, a proper schedule, a consistent bedtime and meal times. There are so many studies and so much evidence to show that one of the best things that we can do for our health, both mental and physical, is to have a consistent waking up time, bedtime, and meal times. Now, <laughs> I feel like I should definitely practice what I preach a little bit more here because like I said, I sometimes I will come down from putting all three of my children to bed and I just flop on that sofa and I just think just five minutes, I just need to just mindlessly look at something and just have a break. Like, okay, that's all right sometimes. And sometimes, to be honest, if I've given them all a bath, my Back feels like it is breaking like the physicality of it I do sometimes feel like my back is breaking and I do need to just lay down for 10 minutes and just do nothing but if that turns into just wasting time every night procrastinating that's not okay that's when it turns into self-sabotage that's when it turns into uh self-indulgence Another thing is just being up too late as well, like not having that routine of going to bed at a certain time, getting up at a certain time. A rule that I've really set for myself recently, and I can't remember what book this was that we did this. And I was like, right, this is my rule, is I do not go to bed or do any kind of work later than midnight. If I can't fit all the stuff of the day into that day, it's a really bad energy for me to suddenly be already clicking on the top of the next day. That makes me feel bad where I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm still like putting away laundry or packaging up necklace orders or trying to finish recording my podcast and it's already like half 12 or one o'clock. It's the literally, it's the next day already and I'm still trying to catch up from the day before. So that for me is like my little boundary that I've set is it has to be midnight. Midnight, if I look at the clock and it's midnight, I need to be brushing my teeth and going the fuck to bed. So what kind of self-care do I want? Well, the kind of self-care that I want is I do want a Netflix binge and I do want to scroll on my phone and I do want to binge eat chocolate. But the self-care that I really need is a consistent bedtime. It's routine. It's better working habits. It's deciding. And I, do you know what? When we read the book Atomic Habits, this was something that changed my fucking life. What I did was when I started that bedtime routine before I took them all up, I would set up my laptop, not on the sofa, not where I relax, but somewhere different, a workspace. I would set up my laptop, I would connect my microphone, I'd get my notepad out, I would know exactly what I was going to do. Then I would take the girls up to bed, I'd do bath, I'd do bed, I'd do all that. And then when I came downstairs, I would walk straight to my laptop and it cut out so much procrastination. It was incredible. It was such a great habit to get into. Those habits and those routines and those little acts of self-care, those rituals, things like dedicated nights off, playtime, like scheduling playtime. And this is comes from a book that we're doing this month called um, Abundance Now by Lisa Nichols. I need to schedule playtime. And that sounds really crazy and it is a bit of a weird phrase, but... You know, my friend Polly's coming up from London to see me in a couple of weeks for two days. That is me scheduling in in advance some playtime where I'm going to get to see a friend, have fun, go out for dinner, like do nice things, things that I enjoy. I'm also going to London. Oh, my God. I'm going to London at the end of the month. I'm so excited. I have not left this county in nearly... mm, A year and a half, two years. I had one night in Essex for a baby shower and that is it. I've not been abroad. I've not been to London. This is the longest in my adult life. I've not been to London. And me and my mum friends are going for a bottomless brunch and to see Magic Mike. Quick question for you. Do they actually get the dicks out in Magic Mike? Do you get a dick slap round your face or is it very, very PG West End like They just insinuate it. I don't know. I'm asking for a friend. My friend Emily wants to know. I don't want to dick slap around my face, obviously, but she really wants to know. So another thing that I've noticed that really does help me and is a great self-care act is having a bath with like candlelight and listening to a podcast. In fact, listening to a podcast for me really gets me into a great frame of mind. There are a few I listen to that just make me feel like I'm listening to a friend, like like I'm talking to a friend. I don't know how sad that sounds, but I have My Favourite Murder and Natch Butte, which I've gone off a little bit actually, but those two are literally like I'm talking to an old friend and it makes me, it raises my fucking vibe. I don't know what else to tell you. It raises my vibe. So something else I would encourage you to do when looking at your self-care versus self-sabotage rituals is to practice a bit of discernment in your own behaviours and your own life. Now, this was recommended to us in the book Working Hard Hardly Working, which with hindsight was a fucking amazing book. It's good to see where your life is unbalanced because what is self-care for you might not be self-care for me. There are some people who go out all the time. They burn the candle at both ends. They have a lot of social engagements. Maybe they work within like a social environment as well. And they might get really burnt out by that. And so for them, self-care wouldn't be going for a night out, getting drunk, letting loose, letting their hair down. It could be just having a night in in front of the TV, relax, turn your phone off, have a bath, watch some Netflix. But for someone like me, for example, When my twins turned one year old, I had a party. (laughs) I mean, I had a party for them, but I also had a party for myself a week later to celebrate the achievement of surviving a year because there were times where I did not think I would fucking survive. And I needed to have a night out with my friends to let my hair down and go out because I'd spent the best part of two years in my goddamn house. And so can you see what I'm saying is what's good for the goose isn't always good for the gander. You can't just follow the rules of what other people say self-care is. For me, what I needed, I didn't need another night in. I didn't need a a relaxing bath. Well, I fucking needed that as well, to be honest with you. But I needed to go out into society. I needed to be out somewhere where there was life and music and friends and cocktails. Like I needed that shit. So if you find yourself being a couch potato and sitting watching Netflix every night, your self-care is not going to be having a night off having Netflix. You need to look and be discerning at what you already have an imbalance of in your life and what you need to use as your self-care ritual. This might also be a good point to say that there are different seasons of your life. So, what's good for you now, and what would be self care for you now, wouldn't always be in the past or in the future. Like when I look at my past, you better believe I would go out clubbing five nights a fucking week, five nights a week, and I'm talking five weeknights, which was wild. I don't know how I didn't die, but I went out five nights a week. I partied like it was my goddamn job. Now. I don't even know what the inside of a club looks like. I have no idea. My children are in bed at eight o'clock every night. I am on my sofa pretty much every night. If someone wanted to murder me, they'd know where to find me because I'm on my sofa every goddamn night. Save for the very, very few times when I actually go out. But anyway, that is the season of my life that I'm in right now. So my self-care would be a night out with friends because this season of my life, I'm just at home raising children. So I'm okay with that. And that's why as well, at the moment, I'm in like a real working mode. And we were talking about this. Sorry, I feel like I just keep referencing the books that we're reading in our book club, but it's because they honestly are so fucking life changing. If you've not been a part of the book club yet, please come and join us. Like it is honestly one of the most life changing things I've ever done. Specifically, the book that we're reading this month called Abundance Now. She talks about how life is a little bit of ebb and flow and how you're not always going to be living your best extravagant life. There are there are times when you have to really knuckle down and hustle and you have to kind of be discerning about those periods of life. So like I say, you know... I'm in this season of my life where I'm raising children, but also I'm the only adult in my household. So it's not like when my children go to bed, it's not like I sit and have conversations with my partner or, you know, we cook each other dinner. It's just me and the goddamn cat. Okay. It's me and Primrose up in here. So that's why I've managed to, I think, build a great brand, build a great business, build a podcast, because I'm using this season of my life to hustle, hustle, hustle. Another period of my life like that was the year that I moved back to London to um, save up for a house. That was an incredibly hard working year of my life. But there was an end goal in sight and I knew that there was a reason and a point to it. So I think it's important to look at the seasons of your life and think, is this a season where I need to knuckle down and work more than normal? Or is this a season where I need to sit back and relax and enjoy the fruits of my labour? Because you better believe you better believe I'm working hard now because in the future, my soulmate and I are going to be traveling loads. My career will be so busy. I'll be having so much quality time with my family. And I'm just gonna be doing lots of cool shit and fun stuff because, you know, as the girls get older at the moment, they can't really do that much fun stuff. They, you know, they've been bed by whatever time. When they're older... There's gonna be a whole heap of shit that they can do. And I need to be free of that. So I'm working hard now, laying these foundations, so that I have even more freedom in my future. So I'd urge you to look at that part of your life as well. So put your self-care habits into check and make sure that you are not self-sabotaging. And that basically is today's podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed it. I hope that you have gained some sort of um, insights from it and you can apply it to your own life. Please let me know what you've applied to your life. Maybe you found out that your self-care is self-sabotage. Let me know. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at law of attraction Changed my life or I'm at Francesca Amber. Tag me in your stories. Tag me in your self-care stories. I do love to see this stuff because it gives me great ideas as well, actually. Um, I just want to say thank you so, so much to everybody that has ordered gratitude necklaces this week. Fuck me. I think my sales have like doubled in a week. And I think the reason is because I had these amazing official podcast tote bags made. Hashtag saving the planet. Hashtag no plastic here. Thank you, bitch. And they're amazing. I love them. And I decided to. So. They're for sale on the podcast store at five ninety nine, or I decided to give them away as a free gift for everybody that ordered a gratitude necklace this month. And my god, you bitches went wild for it because I have been literally picking and packing necklaces every night till about eleven o'clock. So thank you so much. But it's also kind of inspired me to just do this across the whole range for the lead up to Christmas. So the, for the rest of this month when you order a gratitude necklace or you order a manifesting candle we will be sending out um a podcast tote bag as a free gift with every order so i'm going to get a big box of those bags over to my sister so she can post them out with the candles and yeah the link for buying either of those is in the show notes down below oh also a few people asked me when will you be doing your christmas gift wrapping so The necklaces will now be Christmas wrapped rather than the normal black and gold star wrapping. So if you are buying it for a Christmas gift, now is the perfect time. From today, ding ding, from this very moment, if you order, um, they come in a red envelope with red tissue paper and a red organza bag and a handpicked affirmation and now of course a free official podcast tote bag. So, I mean that's a fucking perfect gift. I'd be well happy to receive that gift. I mean, I wouldn't because I've got them here, but don't get me that, please. Anybody that's listening to this that knows me. Thank you so much for being here with me for another week. Um my plan is my plan is still to over the next 2 weeks give you a whole rundown of the last year of the book club but it's kind of a big project Do you know what I'm feeling <laughs> feeling slightly overwhelmed the book club is one year old at the end of this month and it's a big fucking deal because I don't think anything has changed my life as much as what this book club has and I want to make a really big deal out of it turning one. Also, what you celebrate gets repeated. That's what I learned in this book this month as well. So I'm really keen to give it the recognition it deserves. Also, I can't remember if I told you this on my Patreon or on my main pod, I can't really remember, but I'm going to be creating my first ever course, which is basically a cheat sheet, a Condensed, accelerated version of everything that I've learned and put into practice over this last incredible 12 months. Remembering, if you need reminding, that, you know, a year ago, your girl was living off of self employment grants. I was not earning any money. I thought I was going to lose my house. I was really struggling postnatally. I was really quite sad. If you were listening to my Patreon back then, oh my God, going back to the old sort of December, November, December podcast from last year, I was in a really bad way. I think I probably cried every single episode. So for everyone that stuck through the Patreon through that, God bless your hearts. Because yeah, I think I cried every fucking episode. It was a very emotional time for me. I I hated my home. I didn't know how I was ever going to provide for my three, children and now a year on I can honestly say (laughs) I'm just living my best fucking life every day like I'm honestly say that without a hint of irony like I truly do feel like I'm living my best life are there still areas to improve of course there are am I still in a season of my life where it's fucking like every day is quite like physically hard on my body yes yes but you know what I'm living my best goddamn life um so yes so get excited for that I'm hoping that there's going to be lots of fun announcements coming out for things for you to get involved with I've got a website coming I've got all kinds of shit all my ducks are coming into a row they're all, all the stars are aligning. I don't know what other cliches to give you. Um, but yeah, get ready for that. Annoyingly, none of it's ready for this week, so I can't really tell you it. But yeah, it'll be here. Um, and I guess I will see you next week. Have a fabulous week. Make sure that you check your self-care. Are you sabotaging yourself? If you are, please stop it. Um, and I'll see you next week. Law of Attractions changed my life. It's going to change yours too, bitch. Bye. Millions of books to your phone or to your laptop or whatever you fucking want and listen to it wherever you are. Um, so check it out. Um, I'll leave the link down below. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig.